Hello, everyone. Welcome back, and thank you for joining us on the Live Unreal with Glover U podcast, where every week, Jeff Glover and his coaches will dive deep into questions that you are asking. They understand the challenges you are facing on a day-to-day basis and still work every day on the front lines of real estate, with Jeff and his team closing over a thousand homes per year. In today's episode, Jeff Glover will share some very important truths about the real estate business, building a solid foundation for the sales system that governs the JGA real estate business and the Glover U coaching organization. Now let's hear from Jeff Glover. I want to talk about, I'm really going to do two things during this 55, 60 minute session. Um, It's important that before I get into every single step in the sales and business system of Glover U, it's important that you know why each one of these steps matter and where they have came from. And so, you know, for those of you that aren't aren't familiar, maybe for those that raise your hand and said, hey, this is the first time we've been at a Glover U event. I've been listing and selling real estate for this May will be 19 years. Yes, I know. In Michigan, you can get licensed when you're nine years old. So that's how that works out. No, I've been listing and selling real estate basically ever since high school. And I'm still listing and selling real estate. I mean, even this morning, I was doing a CMA for a seller before I came down. So, you know, anywhere from on a bad year, 75 sales myself personally to usually around 100, 115. Our team up in Michigan sells between 900 and 1,000 every single year. So it's important that you know that what you're going to hear over the next three days, and for those of you that have been around for a while, you know this is like, you know, second nature because I talk about this all the time. You're going to hear things that are things that we're actually doing, not stuff that, you know, I read in a Facebook group somewhere or not stuff that, you know, one of our coaching clients, they said, oh, try this. Tell, the, tell your audience about this. It works for us. We're only sharing with you things that we're actually doing in our business. Things that we're doing to still generate on a bad month, 50 to 60 listings taken per month. On a good month, we're averaging 80 to 100. All of that that we're doing right now is part of the Glover U sales and business system, which I'm going to share with you over the next three days. So know that when I'm sharing this information with you, it's coming from a place of this is just what we're doing. Right, So I could talk for hours on what we're doing. It's easy to talk about what we're doing and know that these are things that are working right now. Right? We went through the same pandemic that you went through. We went through the same shift that you went through when it came to COVID and so forth. And we're experiencing low inventory levels like crazy, 50 offers on every listing. We're dealing with the same stuff. So know that what we're going to be talking about over the next three days is all designed to help you not next year, not five years from now, right now. So before I dive into that, I do think it's important that I share with you so you know our opinion on this some of the disruptors that are taking place in our industry. Now, I know there's been a lot of talk about disruption, and quite frankly, that has been really what the last decade has been all about, disrupting everything. And so I do think it's important that you know where we're coming from, from an organization and and from our our sales business and, of course, coaching at Glover U. I want to know, I want you to make sure you know where our mindset is on these things. So if you would, turn to a clean sheet of paper, please. I'm going to cover right now. The disruptions, just write down at the top of the clean sheet of paper, disruptions to pay attention to. Disruptions to pay attention to. Now, here's the good news. If you know me by now, you know that I don't really spend a lot of time, you know, wallowing in what's going on. It's more so about, hey, how are we going to fix it? How are we going to get better? What are we going to do better? And at the same time, I think it's important that everyone in the audience knows things that I am concerned about and things that we are taking action on and putting in place to to address them. And so in order to solve a problem, we have to first identify the problem. So even though 99.9% of this week is going to be spent on solving problems and solutions, I think it's important you know there are some concerns that I have in the industry and in the way we do business, and I'll share those with you now. So the first disruptor or concern, if you will, that I wrote down is technology today. So just go ahead and write down number one, technology today. And although there's tons of hoopla about how technology is making our business better and it's making us more efficient, it's also separating our relationship with our clients. It's also driving a wedge between our communication and our relationship with those in our database. Now, you might argue, well, yeah, but it's also helping us. Sure, it is. But there's more technology out there that's trying to tug at our clients, tug at our clients' information, tug at every angle to get involved in the transaction. 
then it doesn't matter how great the technology is, we're gonna use it, we're gonna leverage technology, there's no doubt about it, and we're gonna talk about that this week too. But the reality is, is technology is a concern of something that's driving a wedge between our database. We spoke on this very stage, well I guess we were in that ballroom over there because we requested a bigger ballroom so we could socially distance. We spoke last January about everything that we need to do to build a massive database and add value to it. Now, because we covered that last January, I'm not gonna spend a ton of time on it specifically this week. We will talk about it a little bit. But the reality is, is for years and years, there was an old saying that used to be around. You should be able to get, you know, about 10% of your database will do business with you or they'll refer you, right? It was the old kind of 10% rule. It's been around for years. Well, the reality is with technology and the way it's advanced today, it's actually impacting that number. And I actually believe most big businesses, now don't get me wrong, there's some agents that I think can still get to 10% return. Now, by the way, when I say 10% return, simple math, if they have 1,000 people in their database, 10% of 1,000 is what? 100, right? Come on, 100, yes. So if it's 100, then that means in theory I should be able to get 100 transactions from a 1,000 person database. Well the problem is, is we got all confused as to what databases really are. Because you know, you meet agents and say, oh I have 20,000 people in my database, so I guess that means I should be doing like 2,000 transactions. Well just because you have the people in your database doesn't mean that you have a relationship with them. Just because you have a name and phone number, that's not a lead, that's a prospect, right? So we got all confused between prospects and leads and opportunities and all of this was redefined. Well, the reality is, is that I believe if that number is declining, and it is, we know for a fact the best of the best agents that are getting business from their database are constantly battling and fighting against technology to stay in front of them, to keep the relationship strong. But if that percentage is gonna go from 10%, let's say return, which that number's been around for years, I believe it's probably somewhere between seven and eight today. And so if it's somewhere between seven and 8%, meaning that same thousand people is now 70 to 80 transactions instead of 100, well then all I need to do is the same things with a bigger database to get the same result, or do two things simultaneously. Continue to pour into the group A and B, grow the size of it. See, the mistake a lot of agents make is they're only focused on one or the other. They're focused on either growing the size of their database, yeah, I gotta add, I gotta build a database, Jeff says I gotta build a database, get these people in the funnel, get them, 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 and then they set them up on a drip campaign and maybe a postcard or something like that. Or the other side, who is really relational, really great at events, really good at providing value to their database, really good at getting their database to remember them, drop-offs, pop-bys, pumpkin seeds, whatever and they forget to add people to that group. So what my recommendation is moving forward, and some of you have heard me say this before because we covered this for three days last January, you have to figure out a way. If you wanna succeed in 2021 and beyond, you have to focus on doing two things simultaneously. Growing the size of your database, and I'm not talking Zillow leads and names and just you know random people. I'm talking about relationships. We talked a ton about the Exchange database last year. If you wanted, it's in the Facebook group. You can watch that whole video on that. Growing the size of it, A, and B, adding more value to that group. Because as time goes on and technology improves, it's going to chip away at that database rule. That 10%'s gone. Now, you might say, well, there's some exceptions to that. You know, if somebody has a database of, of 50 people, sure, you can probably do 10% all day long. But as the size of your database grows, if, you, if I'm talking a big, massive business, you can expect it's probably more like 7 to 8%, not 10%. So in order to maintain that 7 or 8 and actually increase your business from your database, you have to grow the size of it and add more value to it, period. That's a concern and that's a, that's a disruptor in the industry today. Another disruptor in the industry today that we have to be mindful of is the TCPA, write this down, number two, TCPA and DNC laws. TCPA and DNC laws. Now, I'm not your broker, I'm not your attorney, so I'm not gonna stand up here and tell you what you should or you shouldn't do. All I can tell you is there's a lot of brokers and agents around the country who are being heavily scrutinized for violating the TCPA, which is Telephone Consumer Protection Act, the TCPA and the National Do Not Call laws. Regardless of your pulse on them, because I get it all the time from agents, yeah, but everyone's calling them. Yeah, but everyone's, hey, again, speak to your attorney, speak to your broker on that. Regardless of your pulse on it, it's going to impact your business, period. 
If you've taken the stance of, you know what, it's fine. Somebody else, somebody bigger will get in trouble. Somebody else will get, get nailed for it. I, I, nobody's, nobody's worried about me. I can promise you it's going to impact the way we do business in the next decade. Probably not even the next decade, probably the next three to five years. So therefore, it goes back to, again, what is your relationship with the people that you already know? And are you doing everything you can to grow that size? Next, I wrote down number three, online reviews. Online reviews. What does your online review presence look like? I will tell you one thing that COVID did, besides scare a lot of people, it caused consumers to be extra aware, extra alert of who they were going to spend time with, who they were going to invite into their home, who they were going to let come over for a listing presentation, who they were going to meet with for a buyer consultation. So guess where they're going? They're going to online reviews. And they've been going to online reviews for the last three to five years. We already know that. But when is the last time you took a deep dive into your online reviews? When is the last time you actually put an effort or a focused effort around building those? I'll tell you in the next three to five years, are going to be more important the next three to five than they were the last three to five. Somewhere either on stage here at a breakout, we're going to talk about a program that we implemented to get our online reviews over a thousand positive reviews. Next, I wrote down a concern. Consumer experience expectations. Consumer experience ex expectations. Wow, this one is not talked about enough. And you'll hear it over the next three days from our panelists because we've picked a great group of panelists. You realize that over the last two, three years, the expectations that the consumers have of us, the expectation of great customer service is not today what it was two, three years ago. Five years ago, it was, hey, just sell my home quickly or help me buy a home quickly and we're all good. Well, that's fine. They won't talk bad about you. Maybe they'll leave you on online, online review. But if it's not done perfectly, if everything doesn't go so perfectly, then what's going to end up happening is they're going to go online and tell their friends, oh, you know, there was a hiccup. You know, we only got $12,000 over asking. We were really counting on $30,000 over asking. So the customer expectations are changing as the business climate changes. And of course, again, COVID impacted that as well. So when is the last time you took a good hard look at your service? And I don't want you to think of customer service as, well, I can always improve my communication. No, no, no. I want it to be, ready for this, an experience they can feel. An experience they can feel. It has to be different than what they've experienced before. Because if you don't make any adjustments and you just keep doing what you're doing, you're going to lose out to the agents that are in this room. So, of course, good, good news is it's not going to be any of you. You're going to lose out to agents that are in this room that are saying, you know what? Nope, I'm going to double down on the customer experience. And I'm going to make sure every single person that does a deal with me is going to want to tell 5, 10, 15 people about it. That's the culture that we have today. What are you doing about your customer experience? The next concern or disruptor, I wrote down iBuyers. iBuyers. Now, of course, I know, you know, over the last few years, they're around, they're not, they're here, they're back, they're going, they're coming. I realize that that is constantly changing, and I realize that that is constantly evolving. But if you do not have an affiliation with an iBuyer, you better have a script to defend them. You follow me? If you don't have an affiliation, if you don't have an opportunity to have an iBuyer presenting an option to your client to instantly buy their home, I don't care what company it is, I'm not endorsing any company, heck, you could start your own. Go get a line of credit or you know, save up some money, start your own iBuyer. I don't care what it is you do. If you don't have an affiliation with one, you better have a good script to defend against them because it's only going to become more and more popular. And COVID showed us that more consumers were willing to sell their home without having somebody walk through. Make sure you're putting a plan in place to either get in affiliation with an iBuyer, start your own iBuyer, or have a script to defend against them. Next concern I have about the next three, five years or disruptors we should be paying attention to, I want you to write down millennials. Millennials. You know that over 40% of homes in 2019 were bought by millennials? 40% of homes in 2019 were bought by millennials. The way millennials do business is different than the different generations we've seen. So for those of you that have been doing this for a while and kind of resting on your laurels, resting on, well, this is how we've always succeeded, 40% are not going to agree with the way you do business. 
unless you, the way you do business matches the way they do business. Now, of course, the natural question is, well, Jeff, how do they do business? You're going to see that over the next three days. That's part of our sales and business system. But it is a large group of people that are buying up properties. They're going to become potential sellers. We need all the sellers that we can get. What are you doing to adapt and get in front of more millennials? The next one I wrote down in terms of concerns or things that we should be paying attention to, deadly viruses. Deadly viruses. I mean, it's true. They're not going anywhere. You saw how the country reacted. It could happen again in a few years. It impacted the way we do business. It changed the way we respond. It changed the way we show up. So my question would be, during 2020 and moving forward into 2021, what did you do to add value to the people that you're already in relationship with? Think about that question for a second. What did I do? If I'm sitting in the audience right now, I would be thinking to myself, what did I do in 2020 and so far this year to add value to the people that I'm already in relationship with? Because the reality is all of these concerns, plus I'm sure there's another dozen that I'm not even covering, all of these concerns are going to chip away ever so slightly at your business. Chip away ever so slightly at your database. I wrote down, what are you doing to not just maintain, but to entertain your database? What are you doing not just to maintain? Everyone maintain, yeah, I've got a database, I've got a CRM, I send out the strip campaign, yeah, it's a little bit of maintenance here and there, it's plug and play. I'm maintaining my database just well. What are you doing to not just maintain, but to entertain? What are you doing not to maintain, but to entertain? Because the reality is, people want to feel good. People want to be taken care of. People want the heat turned up in the Wi-Fi code, right? What are you doing to entertain your database? Because if you can master entertaining your database, then there's no reason why, they're not gonna say, you know what, let's try, because you might say, well, Jeff, how do you, I buyers and technology, can you help us understand what that means of getting in the way? Of course I can. They're just scrolling on Facebook late at night, seeing what their friends are up to, liking, commenting, whatever. Next thing you know, they get served an ad. Cash in your hand tomorrow for your home. Ah, let's just see what our house would go for right now. They click a button. Next thing you know, three days later, they're meeting with three or four agents. And then you get the call. Oh my gosh, Jeff, you're not gonna believe this. It happened so fast, I'm sorry. Uh, they came out, they gave us a number. We don't even have to put our home on the market and I know we've used you, and we've referred you. I hope you're not mad at us. We accepted an offer, we're gonna have cash in a couple weeks, but we'll help, you know, but we'll still buy a home with you. Oh, you'll be a buyer right now, thanks, I can't wait. <laughs> that is a perfect example. By the way, that happens every single day with every single person in our database is being constantly Ads and ideas and technology is floating in front of them for them to click and point and do whatever. And it's impacting our bottom line. So the next three days, we're going to talk about ways to avoid that. Now, when I say entertain, I don't mean just, you know, send them a mailing, send them a magazine, you know, invite them to a happy hour. I mean entertain. And so I think we have a video that has an example of what going above and beyond to entertain means. Let's see if I have an example. This is where, this is where you separate the men from the boys. Toast. I couldn't even get it through the door. Ah, <laughs> uh, announcement here. Uh, it's gonna be a little delay on the uh, clown. What clown? Miles' mom hired a clown. Ooh. <sighs> 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 
What's the matter? You don't like clowns? Yeah, about five years ago. I was so bored to make me puke. Puda, the clown. Put it there. We are high. Whoa! <laughs> Kids will love that. I didn't order you. My sister-in-law uh, did. She's not here right uh, now. I'm looking after the... I'm the uncle. Yeah. Buck Russell's the name. Right, great. Listen, I'm sorry. I'm uh, late. Uh, I was at this all-night bachelorette party. Hey, you need any dildo jokes? <laughs> I'm the guy. <laughs> what, did you, what did you have? A few drinks this morning? Huh? I, I think you did, didn't you? What are you, Mother Cabrini? You never touch this stuff? No, 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 but I, I, I wouldn't be drinking if I was going to entertain some kids. Hey, I don't have to take any shit from you. You know who I am? In the field of local live home entertainment. Oh, my God! Get in your mouse <laughs> and get out of here. Hey, you, uh, let me tell you something, you low-life lying, four-flushing sack of shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so two lessons in there, okay? Number one, you always pre-screen your entertainment as, for those of you, who was at the summit last year in January? Okay, yeah, we, we were sent a highlight reel for those of you that remember the tassel lady. Okay, I'm not gonna reenact that, but uh, we learned that lesson and uh, I'm hopeful that we pre-screened our entertainment for tonight or whatever we have happening. The reality is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the reality is, is we have to think of ways that we can not just maintain what we're doing with our database. We have to entertain, we have to go out of our way, right? You know, you don't need to have a, a 12, you know, 12 foot pancake party, but the reality is we have to think of things that other people aren't doing. And so this week isn't necessarily about all the things we can do to add value to our database, although you're going to hear some of it, it is an important piece of the Glover U sales and business system. So make sure it's something you make part of your business. Okay, do me a favor and draw a line on your sheet of paper or turn to a clean sheet because I want to share with you what I call the truths of real estate today. The truths of real estate today. And I want to let you know that the reason why we're starting with this before I actually go into the actual system is you have to understand where we're coming from and why the system actually exists. So, I have, I think, 19 truths that I'm going to share with you. No particular order. So go ahead and write these down, please. Point number one. And, and by the way, before I share the point, I want you, this, my whole thought process is, if you were to take these 19, all right, whether you take five of them, 10 of them, 15 of them, maybe only a few of them re, uh, resonate with you. But if you were to take these points and put that into your psyche and put that into your mindset and actually say, you know what, I need to go back to my plan because my plan needs some adjusting after hearing these 19. That's my hope. Might be one, it might be five, it might be all 19 that resonate with you. But I want you to write these down and we'll start with point number one. In 2021 and beyond, I want you to, number one, spend less time, spend less time researching models and systems Spend less time researching models and systems and more time picking one and sticking to it. Spend less time researching models and systems and more time picking one and sticking to it. Stop chasing the magic pills and the shiny objects. Stop having a little bit of success over here and then let's go try this over there. The best of the best in the industry have all identified with one area that makes them or their business great. They're not constantly, oh, I'm onto this idea. Oh, I'm onto that idea. Oh, we got to do this. Oh, we got to implement this. Every six months, you're not seeing them share new stuff or new things that they're doing because they're sticking to one system and following it. Number two, spend less time, spend less time worrying about Spend less time worrying about the brokerage battles and more time fighting the client value battle. Spend less time fighting and worrying about the brokerage battle and more time fighting the value to clients war. Every single time we think about and react and comment and share and get involved in a conversation about, did you see this broker did that? Did you see they went here? Did you see this? Did you see that? 
is a minute that we could be spending on our actual business. I mean, I actually look at it like this. Every time our competitors are spending time worried about what everyone else is doing and what all these brokers and franchises are up to is just another minute that I gain in relationship with my contacts and my database. Less time fighting and worrying about the brokerage battle and more time fighting the value to clients battle. Number three. Number three, don't get mad at this one. Spend less time figuring out how technology, spend less time figuring out how technology, spend less time figuring out how technology can help you follow up with your client so you don't have to, and more time on your sales skills. Spend less time figuring out how technology can help you follow up with your clients so you don't have to, and more time on your sales skills. Spend less time figuring out how technology can help you follow up with your clients so you don't have to, and more time on your sales skills. Now, the reality is we're all still going to use technology. We're all still going to use our CRMs. We're still going to set them up on drip campaigns, text messages, you know, whatever. But the reality is, is the number one converter is a human voice getting into conversation with someone. So spend less time thinking about how the technology can do that for you and more time thinking about how the technology can make it easier for you to get to those contacts and get through them faster. Because the ultimate skill in everything we do is the skill of being a strong salesperson. There's all sorts of skills in this business, right? Technology, marketing, staging, CMA, pricing, price reductions. There's all sorts of skills in this industry. The number one skill still to this day, and I believe if you were to survey agents in Detroit or anywhere in Michigan and say, all right, what's different about that team up there? What are they doing differently? The number one thing they'll say is they focus on their sales skills. Jeff teaches people how to sell. We have to know technology, we have to have marketing, we have to have all of that stuff, I get it. But at the end of the day, we still need to be a strong salesperson. Now you might say, Jeff, well, why is that? It's 2021 and the systems are doing everything for us, why? Because we still have a buyer consultation and a listing presentation, and whether it's in person or via Zoom or wherever it's happening, we still have to make an impression. And consumers make a decision on who they're hiring based on how you make them feel. You understand that consumers still to this day, last time I checked, human beings make decisions based on how we make them feel. Well, how do you increase the likelihood that they're going to feel better? You know exactly what to say, when to say it, how to say it, and that is the skill of a successful salesperson. When I was putting together my notes, I thought, you know what? I have to show the audience what I mean by highly skilled. I mean, we talk about skills and whatever level we're skilled at, but no, I have to have an example. And my, my goal is, by the way, throughout our three days, I, I'm going to come up with examples on things as much as I can, but I just couldn't help but share this example of real high-level skills. And I mean, th this is what I mean by skill. Let me share with you an example on the video screens. Seeing now, if we're going to start a huge multinational corporation, I'm gonna to have to hear you sing. Can't you just trust that I'm a really, really, really good singer? Just one song, so I know what your voice sounds like. Yeah, yeah, I just, I'll just do it. No big deal, I'll just dive into it and just start singing. <clears throat> oh, Jesus, my heart is beating so fast. Right now. Okay, just do it, just do it, just. People are talking. Talking about people, I just ignore them, but they keep us saying we laugh just a little too loud. We stand just a little too close. We stare just a little too long. Maybe they're seeing something 
We don't, darling. Let's give them something to talk about. Let's give them something to talk about. How about love? Love, 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 I don't know. I just, I didn't want to sing too loud because I don't want to wake up Robert and Nancy. My throat's sore. I've had a sore throat for a month and a half. And this is not an acoustic environment that's suitable <laughs> to request this from me. You got to know, I'm not just some guy. Brennan, that is the voice of an angel. <laughs> Brennan, I can't even make eye contact with you right now. Your voice is like a combination of Fergie and Jesus. Why can't you do that in front of people? Are you messing with me right now? It's me, Dale. You're good. I know. It's going to sound weird, <laughs> but for a second, I think you took on the shape of a unicorn. I felt like I was hovering above my own body watching myself sing. <laughs> all right. So I want you to go back to your markets and all be the Fergie and Jesus of your market. That's skills, all right? All right, point number four. Let's spend less time trying out, trying to figure out, spend less time trying to figure out the fastest and best way to grow a team. Spend less time trying to figure out the fastest and best way to grow a team and spend more time leading by example so people will want to follow you. Spend less time trying to figure out the fastest and best way to grow a team and spend more time leading by example so others will follow you. Spend less time trying to figure out the fastest and best way to grow a team and spend more time leading by example so others will follow you. I say all the time to top agents and brokers and, and lead agents, the number one thing that if, if you really want to have a massive team, if you really want to have a team, you want to lead people, then you have to become attractive. And how do you become attractive? Through example, through proof. The mistake a lot of agents make today is they focus on, well, everybody says I have to have a team, so I'm going to go out and form a team. I don't know. You have to be a productive person yourself first. You have to set an example first to get other people to want to follow you. Number five, speaking of working with others, spend less time making it all about you and more time making it about your people. Number five, spend less time making it all about you and more time making it about your people. Spend less time making it all about you and more time making it about your people. Number six. As a leader, I want you to spend less time chasing opportunities for yourself. Spend less time chasing opportunities, shining objects, magic wands. Forget about you for a moment. Instead, more time creating opportunities for your people. Spend less time chasing opportunities for yourself and more time creating opportunities for your people, assuming you wish to lead others. Number seven. Spend less time counting your GCI and your sales volume Spend less time counting your GCI and your sales volume and more time calculating your profit and how much you're saving. Spend less time counting your GCI and your sales volume and more time calculating your profit and your money saved. Less time on GCI and sales volume, more time on profit and savings. Unfortunately, we're an industry today that rewards volume and rewards GCI and rewards units, and nobody actually talks about profit. Why is that? Well, that's because most real estate agents don't have any. I mean, it's true. Because they're focused on the wrong things. They're focused on what things will look like in the limelight, what their business will look like on social media and on Instagram. That's not a business. That's a vanity. Number eight, spend less time trying to manage and fix people and more time hiring the right people. Spend less time trying to manage and fix people and more time hiring the right people. 
Less time trying to fix others. In this industry, it's so easy for us to put a Band-Aid on things because it's just quick. I need this fast. I need to hire someone fast. I need to fix this fast. Less time trying to fix people and more time just hiring the right people. Number nine. Spend less time with those that have never done. Spend less time with those that have never done and more time with those that are doing. Spend less time with those that have never done and more time with those that are doing. Less time with those that have never done and more time with those that are doing. Meaning on the ground, grinding it out, working Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, maybe Saturday. Day in, day out, accomplishing exactly what you want to accomplish. Let me just do a quick check on this. Show of hands, who is on the ground doing day out? Come on, everyone, hands up. You are in the right room. You are around people doing. Spend more time with people that are doing and less time with people that have done or never done. Because those techniques don't work anymore, I'm sorry. Number 11. 10. Just checking. Spend less time buying what everyone is trying to sell you. Spend less time buying what everyone is trying to sell you and more time on selling yourself. Spend less time buying what everyone is trying to sell you and more time on selling yourself on what you know you need to do. Spend less time buying what everyone's trying to sell you and more time selling yourself on what you know you need to do. Now number 11. Number 11. Spend less time worried about Zillow and showing time Spend less time worried about Zillow and showing time and more time on how you can be irreplaceable to your clients. Spend less time worried about Zillow and showing time and more time on being irreplaceable to your clients. Less time worried about Zillow and showing time, more time worried about being irreplaceable to your clients. For the last month, social media has been filled with all sorts of garbage about that. You, you don't think that Zillow already had contact information? They don't need showing time for that. Now, what they do need showing time for is technology to set up a one-stop shop to try to get in the middle of our transaction. And again, why we need to be irreplaceable to our database. But this whole idea of, well, now they have all of our seller's information, and oh my gosh, uh, you know, and I see these posts from time to time, Zillow called one of my active listings. Fine, report them. They're a broker. But the reality is, is that the more time we spend worried about what everyone else is doing, the less time we'll actually have for our own production. Knock that off. Don't worry about them. Number 12. Spend more time asking yourself Who do I need to become? Spend more time asking yourself, who do I need to become? And less time asking, what shortcut can I take? Spend more time asking yourself, who do I need to become? Live on real formula. Who do I need to become? And less time asking what shortcut is available. Less time asking things like, there's got to be a faster way. No, anything that was worthwhile didn't happen overnight. Unfortunately, there's a lot of people in this industry, hopefully not in this room, that have had a lot of success overnight. What got them to that point will not get them to the next point, which is why, if you are in this room, fortunately, you're in the right spot. Because this is time-tested, proven stuff. That's been around, not just wham, bam, had a great year or two. Number 13. Spend more time focusing, spend more time focusing on what your life would look like. Visualize it. 
Spend more time focusing on what your life would look like if you were financially sound and debt-free. Spend more time focusing on what your life would look like and what it would do for you if you were financially sound and debt-free. More time focusing on what your life would look like if you're financially sound and debt-free. Less time and spend less time trying to make a quick buck and less time trying to make a quick buck on something that has nothing to do with the job of selling real estate. Spend more time focusing on what your life would look like if you were financially sound and debt-free, less time trying to make a buck on something that has nothing to do with your job of selling homes. Last time I checked in this industry, listing and selling real estate is still the most profitable use of our time, period. There's nothing else that is more profitable than that. And of course, you could say, well, what about investing in real estate? Sure, but you still need to list and sell a lot of homes to have the capital to invest in real estate. You still need to list and sell a lot of homes to keep the capital coming in so you can invest in even more real estate. Well, I bought an investment property last year. Well, why did you just buy one? Well, that's all the, what I could afford. Well, if you listed and sold more homes, could you have bought two, five, ten? It all starts with that. So many agents today are attracted to side hustles and the idea of profit share or revenue share or all these other ways to make money in the industry. And the reality is every minute you spend on something other than listing and selling homes is a minute taken away from the highest return on your time. I've been doing this 19 year, folks. I've been around 15 different, different organizations from coaching to training to title to mortgage, and I've studied all of them. I've been in leadership positions with all of the major franchises. I know what they're about, and I know where the money is, and it's in listing and selling real estate. So for gosh sakes, quit taking your eye off that ball. In 2021, we list and we sell homes, period. If you want to do stuff outside of that, that's fine. There's a place and a time for it, but it better be scheduled. It better be in your routine. It better be somewhere in that schedule to where it just doesn't happen because you thought of it at that moment. Do the math. Highest return on your time, being in front of a seller, being in front of a buyer, period. There's nothing else you can do in this real estate, that will, in this industry, that will provide you a higher return on your time. There's no program. There's no side hustle. There's no sh sharing of profits. None of that stuff. Can you make money on them? Of course you can, but not as much as you can make listing and selling real estate. Number 14, spend more time focusing on what you want your life to look like in five years. Spend more time focusing on what you want your life to look like in five years and make decisions based on that. Spend more time focusing on what you want your life to look like in five years and make decisions based on that. More time focusing on what you want your life to look like in five years and make your decision based on what you want it to look like five years from now. Spend less time focusing on what your life will look like this year. Less time focusing on what it's going to look like this year. What your life this year is going to look like is a culmination of everything you've learned up to this point. What it's going to look like in 2021. But are you actually taking actions, action steps to set yourself up three years from now, five years from now? Spend more time focusing on what you want it to look like in five years, less time focusing on the present. What are you willing to trade? Okay, there's always a trade-off. Number 15. Spend more time learning your business inside and out. Spend more time learning your business inside and out so you can recruit, train, and retain. Spend more time learning your business inside and out so you can recruit, train, and retain and less time. Spend more time learning your business inside and out so you can recruit, train, and retain and less time throwing money at problems and hoping someone will just do it for you. 
spend less time throwing money at problems and hoping that someone will just come in and do it for me. More time learning your business inside and out so you can recruit, train, and retain to that business the example that you've set by being a high achiever, a high producer. Less time throwing money at problems and just hoping someone will come in and do it for you. When is the last time you actually documented what you do? When is the last time you actually worked on your policy and procedures manual, your training manual, however you are going to duplicate what you're doing? Well, I got it all right here. That's small thinking. It has to be documented. You don't get the opportunity to leverage leadership. You are the leader. You are the example. We have people all the time say, and this is great. Hey, we'll, if, if any of you are in the room, still, we're fine with this. But the reality is I'd rather you do the reverse, and I'll share with you. Hey, Jeff, could we just hire you? Could, could I just put all my ISAs through your prospecting boot camp so that way it trains them and gets them up and running and helps them convert leads and take listings and generate more buyer sales for our team? My response, absolutely, we, we will do that. And I would love for your ISA team or whatever they're called to go through our prospecting boot camp. But can I make a suggestion? Sure, what's that? I think you should go through the program and take it once and apply it and learn it and master it and write it out so you can teach it for life. Then you won't ever need us again. Well, at least for that one program. So instead of sending droves of your people through because there's high turnover in this business, why don't you just learn it once? Why don't you master it? Well, I'm not really a prospector. That really wasn't my thing. Well, that just is something you made up in your mind. Just because it's not your thing up until this point doesn't mean it can't be your thing next year. Doesn't mean it can't be your thing for the next three to five years. Stop thinking that something else is going to solve the problem. You can hire us all you want, but I'd rather you become the master because of what we teach you. I'd rather you become the trainer. I'd rather you be able to get up here and give us your script verbatim, handle every objection back and forth. Because once you master it, you can then teach others. And when you pour into others, that helps you. Number 16. <clears throat> Spend less time worrying what the general public or industry thinks of you. Spend less time worrying about what the general public or industry thinks of you. Spend less time worrying about what the general public or industry thinks of you and spend more time worrying about who you are and how you show up. Spend less time worrying about what the general public or industry thinks of you. Spend more time worrying about who you are and how you show up. Dot, dot, dot. Specifically, to your loved ones and people who bring true meaning into your life. Spend less time worrying about what general public or industry or social media or, or trophies and stage time. More time worrying about who you are, how you show up to your loved ones and people who bring true meaning to your life. That's what you should be focusing on. Everyone's chasing recognition. Remember, recognition is part of the process. Recognition will show up at some point in time it will feel much better if the recognition is a byproduct of what you've done versus what you're chasing. The mistake is too many agents are chasing recognition. Instead, show up, get the recognition because of that. Number 17. Spend less time, spend less time making it about yourself or your brand. Spend less time making it about yourself or your brand and more time making it about what you actually do to help your clients. Spend less time making it about yourself or your brand and more time making it about what you actually do to help your clients. What your system is why people do business with you, why people refer you, why they come back to you. 
Consumers don't care about your brand. They care about what you're going to do for them. It looks cool on Facebook amongst your peers, I know, but the reality is if you're focusing on that all the time, you'll never actually develop a unique value proposition. When is the last time you took a look at your unique value proposition? Or better yet, what is your unique value proposition? Number 18. Spend less time playing small, spend less time playing small, or shrinking to fit into spaces you've outgrown. Spend less time playing small or shrinking into spaces you've outgrown. And more time auditing your circle. Less time playing small or shrinking to fit into spaces you've outgrown and more time auditing your circle to support you and your growth. Spend less time playing small or shrinking to fit into spaces you've outgrown and more time auditing your circle. Good news, this is your circle. You're in the right spot. Come on, let's hear it, let's hear it. And I promise, I promise no matter where you're from, what state you're with, or what brokerage you're with, we're going to constantly pour into each and every one of you to make sure the circle stays strong. Because we don't get this, unfortunately, every day in our everyday environment. I know what it's like. And it's my job to get this out as much as possible so that way you feel it regularly, daily, weekly, whatever it is. Finally, number 19. Spend more time working on yourself and your business. Spend more time working on yourself and your business. More time working on yourself and your business. And less time trying to fix or control external circumstances. Spend more time working on yourself and your business and less time trying to fix or control external circumstances. More time on yourself and your business, less time trying to fix or control external circumstances. There's so much of it today because there's so many distractions. See, this wasn't a problem 10 years ago because we didn't have all the distractions of social media. So when things happen, right, we're notified instantly through social media, and we react to it, and we respond to it, and we engage with it. Spend less time doing all that in 2021, and more time focusing on you and your business, and you'll be just fine. Thank you for taking your time to join Jeff today on the Live Unreal with Glover You podcast. To get started on having an unreal business, take the real estate self-assessment. After you complete the assessment, a member of Glover U will get on a call with you to create an action plan to improve your score. Go to www.gloveru.com self. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. Search for Live Unreal with Glover U on iTunes, Podbean, or Spotify and subscribe today. Until next time.